You know, the last two days have been a real whirlwind for me. They have. I, I can tell. A lot of highs and lows. Mostly lows. And I was getting down on myself. You want to speak on them? Not even. I don't. I don't, dude. I, I was actually prepared to come in here and talk about how important it is to like let yourself feel bad or like angry and stuff like that. But then I got to eat some donuts with my fucking best bub. We just got done talking to the fucking gruel king, Steve Gerben. And I can't even remember what I was complaining about. It's impossible to be in a bad mood after you've been around Gerben for a while. Impossible. It's like he's wearing fucking... I I don't know. I feel like he's honking a nose or something like that. Like, yeah, man. He's like Patch Adams. He made me feel so good. Now I'm just now I'm just feeling great. Just got to watch my one of my favorite fighters of all time, Mauricio Shogun Hua, fight. And uh, man, I just back to feeling all right. Dude, we were both just sipping on a ginger ale. Dude, oh, ginger, ginger ale fucking rules. I I feel ginger ale in my heart. I love ginger ale. It reminds me of uh, being under a fucking blanket watching TV when I'm supposed to be at school, <laughs> holding the fucking Super Nintendo controller. You're a real bad boy. Hell yeah. I love telling people that <laughs> ginger ale is just Mountain Dew that went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> How you yeah. feeling? How's your program? Pretty good, man. I had a pretty good week program-wise. Um, got back on track thanks to you last week. Then I entered the week with some fucking momentum. Um, my two biggest things that I'm focusing on right now are fitness and diet. And for fitness, I vowed to train at least three times this week, jujitsu, and I'll get my third in tomorrow. I'm going to hold home. you to it. You will. I know you will. And I'll get it in. And then um, fitness was pretty good. Typically, I eat pizza like five days a week. Mm-hmm. This week, I think I only had pizza two days a week. So, yeah, I I eat pizza like a soldier in the field, and see my only like I gotta eat this to survive, dude. It's the fucking best, man. Yeah. And I, I can rationalize it no matter what I've eaten that day. And like today, actually, fuck, I ate pizza three times. So I ate today. Um, the slices were small, so then it's just like, all right, well, two of these is like one piece. That's diet pizza. Yeah, that's not even, <laughs> that doesn't even count. One of the so, darkest periods of my life was uh. I spent six months uh, fixing up uh, my dad's house, and my wife and kids uh, had to live at my father-in-law's house, and because there was just like I was just tore apart. I was doing it all myself. I would go to work. I would come home, to, and there's this awesome fucking Middle Eastern guy pizza place on my corner oh, called man. Pizza Party, and I would go down and get a dollar slice and a Sierra Mist, and that was my dinner every single night, <laughs> and that was dark, but. The pizza got me through. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pizza will get you through, man. I remember when I was a kid, there was a pizza shop at the end of my street. And I, I remember that I loved the pizza. And I had one very distinct memory from there was my mom was watching me eat my pizza. And the chick at the counter was telling the other girl that she was working with that her uncle was Joe Frazier and that he had shot her mom the previous weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So the pizza was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I had my first ever uh, racist thought at a pizza place. I was uh, playing the Street Fighter Two arcade machine, uh-huh. and uh, completely segregated, poor white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I saw a. Uh, I was like, I was super little, and I was just hearing racist shit constantly. Mm-hmm. And I, a, a, a black kid, was playing the uh, machine, and he had pizza grease all over his hands. Jesus Christ! But just because of the way I was indoctrinated, I, was, I thought, I thought just black people had like greasy hands, <laughs> and. Uh, Obviously, I know better now. That was stupid. 
That's, all... that's the kind of brain you get when you go to an all-white Catholic school. You don't learn anything fucking good. You're a fucking idiot, and everyone around you is racist. Without a doubt, man. Now I know black people have lovely hands, and they treat them great with uh, shea butter and other lotions. So, yeah, hats off to the fucking my black friends. Yeah, Just taking care of their doing hands. It from skin. a hand perspective, man. Yeah. I'm sorry that I held that kid greasing up the Street Fighter <laughs> 2 arcade stick against you. I learned quick. Oh, dude, at our fucking supermarket when I was a kid, we had a fucking Ninja Turtle game. That was like... Which one, favorite. the four-player one? Yeah, the two screens? That one, and then they also had the fucking Simpsons game. Whoa, dude. Yeah, it was like Jesus back to Christ. Back. Yeah, and I remember the day that... um, Actually, it was the day after Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas. We were supposed to be at Mass, but we ditched Mass to go play fucking... Um, to go play um, Ninja Turtles, and I refused to believe that Mike Tyson had lost the night before. My friend uh, Stan was just like, yeah, dude, he got knocked out. I was just like, why Why do you keep telling me this? I know this isn't true. <laughs> I know, what, What's the trick here? I love thinking about when we didn't have the internet. We could just check. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, you couldn't pull out your phone and just ch- you know, know in real time. Yeah, yeah, and another thing that I, that I do fucking hate about the internet now is like I used to be awesome at like sports trivia, and there was a fucking show on called Two Minute Drill on ESPN. And it was like the one thing that I was good at as a kid. Where that shit would come on and like I would be home and I would just be fucking killing it. Like I would call my mom into the room just to listen to me answer sports questions. That's what's up. I always wanted to be on one of the Nickelodeon like physical competition shows. Yeah, oh my god. Like that would uh, be incredible. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Which oh, I don't I, I don't think I ever really understood how that shit worked. It was really confusing. But uh guts. Was yes, like, that was dude, a great. Could you one. imagine? I always imagined. <laughs> I always thought that if I could get on guts and give a good performance, that like I was like, then I will finger. <laughs> I will absolutely finger after I go on guts and someone sees me paddle a kayak across a swimming pool. <laughs> and then I always thought that the aggro crag was like easy, and that these kids were just fucking dopes that couldn't figure it out. I was like, dude, I'd be at the top of that. I'd be fucking ripping that thing off the top. And uh, obviously, it was probably pretty hard. <laughs> I was also a fat kid. <laughs> I would have had to go through a pretty serious training camp for guts. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my love handles right now thinking about how fat <laughs> I would be on the obstacle course. Yeah. Dude, fucking Funhouse was awesome, too. Remember that with J.D. Roth? No. You don't remember Funhouse? You're House? like four years older than me, yeah. so I may have missed anything that wasn't more significant than that. Well, this guy that eventually became a Hollywood hotshot, uh, J.D. Roth, he used to host this TV show called Funhouse, mm-hmm. and it was just like the coolest fucking obstacle courses you could imagine. It was like... Double Dare's dirtball dirt brother. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, and Double Dare was always one I wanted to get on and never got there, man. The Double Dare, Double Dare's Mark Summers, right? Yeah. I feel like I confused Double Dare in another game show. Was there another one that was just like it that had like uh, giant fake boogers? Or is that Double Dare? <laughs> or did Not, I make that up? There, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, don't you know what's real and what I'm confused about and what's CTE. <laughs> I'm always confused. I can see myself inventing a big fake boogers thing where they had to get flags out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one of the great one of the things that made Double Dare so realistic was it was it was filmed, I think, in South Jersey. What? So yeah, dude. I thought it was in Florida. No, I don't think it was, man. I'm pretty sure it was filmed in South Jersey because Mark Summers is from this area. True. Well, I guess he could get on a plane. You think he was stuck here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your, your child. He, he was brain. Shutter Island. Yeah. <laughs> to fucking Double Dare, and then another thing. I thought it was in Orlando. Nickelodeon Studios, Orlando, Florida. That make that makes sense. I gotta. I don't know, man. 
Dude, we, we you imagine like, him? like fucking uh, like Guts and uh, what was the other one you named? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like those, I think were definitely Orlando's. I think they all were. Dude, can you imagine how much you'd hate your family if like you like they don't care that much, but you really want to be on double there, and then you all show up and they just kind of phone it. And they're like, yeah, everything was gross. You imagine how much you'd hate them for the rest of your life. <laughs> when you mentioned fucking Orlando, I remembered how much I hated my mom for this, Tim. <laughs> We went to fucking, uh, we went to Orlando, Florida. We thought we were going to fucking Disney World. And we checked into the hotel, which was a Holiday Inn across the street from, uh, what's the Medieval Times? Where you fucking eat fucking roast beef while fucking knights jazz each other? Yeah, Medieval Times. Well, we showed up there, and we, my sister and I were all fired up to go to fucking Disney World. My dad's like, all right, kids, so I, I bought all the things that your mom told me you wanted to go see. And he shows us, like, all these fucking tickets to, like, fucking alligator wrestling and like, what? Just be, like just the weirdest fucking shit. Cause like my mom would do this thing where like, she would just say that we wanted to do things where it was just she was just concocting it out of fucking thin air. And like we told my dad, we're like, oh no, we kind of wanted to go to fucking the Magic Kingdom and fucking all this other shit. <laughs> and like my dad, like one of the things that like I really love and appreciate about him was he was just like, it, he was furious because he had to spend hundreds more that he didn't plan on spending. And he made us made sure we went to fucking. Magic also, it was Kingdom. probably even if he could like return the alligator wrestling thing, I'm sure it was a good bit more expensive than the fucking <laughs> Florida retard bullshit that you guys are signed up for. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Florida retard bullshit, man. And did did he not realize like, you guys you guys were like across the street from Disney and you guys were like, we want to go to Disney? He was like, oh, okay, I guess we could while we're down here. Oh, dude, it, I felt I felt it was the first time I remember feeling like bad for my dad because up until that point, I just viewed him as just like the guy who paid for shit. Mm -hmm. And at that point it was just like, fuck man. Like I, I have, I understand what money is now and I understand we don't have a lot of it. And because my mom went full fucking retard <laughs> and doubled down on fucking alligator wrestling, <laughs> man. Yeah, man, that was a real bummer for my dad, but I actually had one of my best memories on that trip. He took me to see backdraft with him at the, uh, <laughs> And he was a fireman too, so like he was. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't was beating off shit. while he was watching yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but we went to uh, Universal Studios. Had this fucking killer theater. It was like the very first time I remember going to a movie theater that was like a big deal. That wasn't just like a fucking building in a goddamn mini mall. You know, it was mm. like a like a multiplex, I guess you would call it. And it was just like I'll never forget like the feeling I had being. It was like one of those great vacation memories, just being there with my dad. I can't think about uh, my my dad took us on one of the coolest vacations of all time. I think it was because he wanted to go golfing, but we or I don't know. We went to Myrtle Beach. Oh, cool. here. yeah, and we drove down in a pickup truck with a, a cap on the back of it. So me and my sister and I can't remember if any of my brothers went, but we got to just like stretch out on these giant like pillows with like blankets. Oh, just that's the fucking so cool, man. Cruise and then like the in the front of the um uh bed the the truck bed. The window like open, so like the wind would come in. Oh so we like God. took one of the blankets and we put it over the window. So like wi wind was just whipping into it as we're cruising down in the fucking. Oh man, it was probably ninety five most of the way. We were made this like giant blanket igloo going down there, and I think it made my parents furious that we were doing it because they couldn't <laughs> see anything out of the back of the fucking truck. And uh, that was a fucking fun drive down. And then I got to go to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. And oh, it, damn. It might be the most excited I was to do anything in my entire childhood. What did you to... see that you enjoyed there? I do remember the guy that put all the pool balls in his mouth. <laughs> but he might have been on the brochure. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I don't remember that much specific about it. All I remember is the feeling that I had 
Well, I was just like, this is all the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. He was actually just like a pervert from Tallahassee. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the actual exhibit. <laughs> I, I fucking love that so much. And then I think there was also like a local attraction haunted house. And it was a serious haunted house. And my dad took me and my sister to it. And there was... And my, my sister's three years younger than me. And she might have been like nine at the time. And there was... A, so you go in. And at the front door, there was a guy dressed like Beetlejuice. It was a really uh, good he, Beetlejuice costume. So I was like, this is great. Yeah. And it was expensive tickets. And it was super high production. And before we go in, the guy was like, yeah, this is kind of uh, serious. I don't know how much the kids are going to enjoy this. And he was like, by the way, there are definitely no refunds. And I can see my dad like, ah, Fuck. So we go in, and immediately the first thing was like a guy dressed like Freddy Krueger in a jail cell. Oh, for fuck's sake. And it's like dark with like the strobe light going and like the fog machine. And he dragged the fucking claws across like the the bars of the cell, and it had it didn't make generated sparks. Mm. And I was like, I could get I could get actually hurt in here. And I wasn't going. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I can't. And my dad was cool about it, but my sister was definitely not cool about it because she was scared, but she was like, I'm ready to go on. I was like, I absolutely can't. I think they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us in this haunted house. (laughs) And it was Myrtle Beach. They may, maybe, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I I have to convince myself to this day. Like I probably could have died. I think I saved our lives. (laughs) And so, yeah, we ate very expensive haunted house tickets because I was too much of a fucking pussy. Fucking dickhead. I know, man. And now I'm like, I wish I saw the rest of that because it was probably the (laughs) shit. Um. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my sister was like, "Do you?" She sent me a picture today. This is probably related to that. She sent me a, a picture today. A friend of hers found her second grade yearbook. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. She sent her a picture of it, and like in one of the parts where all the kids like signed them for each other, there was like little like uh prompts and phrases and stuff like that. And one of them was like a quote bubble that said, "Don't tell anyone." But and then the kids wrote in it, and my sister, in perfect like first year cursive, wrote, "Tim is gay." <laughs> So yeah, I guess she dude, liter- she literally get, had the last laugh. Yeah, that's what you fucking get, you fucking dickhead. I guess so. She's always been braver than me. Probably yeah, tougher too. One time, <laughs> one time she uh, she went to a Bayside show at the church, and um, she got into a fight with like some fucking suburbs kids who were acting like dickheads. Mm-hmm. And this girl, like, it might have started between two guys, and maybe it was like fading out, and then like some fucking mouthy girl who doesn't know real fucking dirt balls got like in my sister's face and my sister punched her in the face and her oh, teeth nice. fell out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, I probably still the coolest thing anyone in my family's ever done. And I remember I like tracked them down on like, you know, MySpace or whatever. The teeth. <laughs> I wanted to find these dildo kids. Cause I was like, well now if they're like talking shit, now I got to like follow up. Uh, we were much older. You know, I was uh, fully grown at this point. Yeah. I wasn't a fat child afraid of a fucking haunted house anymore. I was like, I'm going to make sure they're not talking any shit. And the shit that they were talking was so fucking corny. It was like, uh, they were all like, who knocks people's teeth out? What an idiot. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's what happened. I was swinging life. a miss on that one, dude. You're a, <laughs> you're a dumb fucking bitch and your face looks stupid now. Uh, so, yeah, shout out, Jack. That was a fucking... Still the coolest thing. And now she's got to work at Ripley's, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wish. Dude, although now, like, even though I complain about those fucking Florida tickets to all that weird Florida shit, like, I would love that shit now. Like, Florida is, like, my ideal place. Really? Because it's... We talked about on the Patreon just ways we'd like to get murdered. The Patreon with Gerben. Um, You know, if you're not a patron already, go check it out because Gerben fucking rules on that. 
But we were talking about ways that we like to be murdered. Um, but a couple of years ago, my wife and I, we just went down to Tampa in Clearwater, Florida for like four days or something like that. And it just fit my personality to a T. It was just total degenerates that just love hot weather. Hmm. And it, it just has like this weird feeling like you're about to get murdered. No I just like that they go. have lizards instead of pigeons. <laughs> That's really cool to me. <laughs> Aside from that, it was way too hot when I went to Florida. It was so hot that I thought it could cause damage. <laughs> did you feel? Did you didn't feel that way? No, nah, I, I loved it. One thing I, that I thought was weird, though, when we went to uh, Clearwater Beach, um, the water's warm because yeah. it's the Gulf of Mexico and cool. not the Atlantic. And I, I didn't really like that. I just felt like I was taking a bath with like 100 people. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty fucking gross. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm a cold guy. I like being cold. I, yeah, I like extremes. Out. Yeah. Even now, like it's, it's fucking cold right now, right here. Uh, right now, I like it just because I like being a little bit uncomfortable. I like taking too long to get in the house to see how long I can take it. <laughs> and I also like force myself not to shiver or like hunch my shoulders. Like I like to try to relax in the cold to see how much I can take. I'll do that. Especially like, when it rains and it's cold. I'm like, dude, I could probably just handle this. Dude, that's weather edging. <laughs> yeah, it makes me fucking nut super hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the keys in my door. I'm like, uh, tell the kids to look away when I come in. <laughs> dude, one of the coldest I've ever been was, um, oh, we had this fucking killer blizzard. Um, it's probably like 2013 or something. And it was so cool because, like, work was canceled for, like, the next two days because of how bad they were they were anticipating it being. And actually, no, it was earlier than that because I remember going to Blockbuster and renting videos. Nice one, dude. Thank you. But I went to Blockbuster to get videos, and I got a huge bottle of fucking Tullamore Dew. So I was ready. <laughs> and... uh one of the videos I rented was Michael Jackson's DVD, like his concert DVD that just came out. So I was fucking jamming into this thing. I was drinking Tullamore Dew. I actually got in an argument with Sidney Gant. He was arguing that uh, that white basketball players are better than black basketball players. Classic Sidney. Yeah, total Sidney Gant movie. Classic Sidney the kidney. But um, what I remember most about this time period, other than getting so drunk that I was like begging my sister to come dance with me to this Michael Jackson DVD, <laughs> was that my kids had dared me to run outside in my underwear. And it was fucking, it was like 16 degrees outside and it was like a foot of snow. And I did. And as soon as I made the turn to come back in, the door slammed and the lock went off. <laughs> <laughs> and I see these three sweet little faces <laughs> laughing at me through the window. It's like, yeah, that, that, that was a fucking good one, and I'm going to leave everybody. Rules. Yeah, I've definitely done the run out the back door, you know, minimal clothing. Just, dude, I want to know my limits. Yeah, you have to. What's a, I, I'm sure there's, like, DVDs or programs you could buy to follow one of those dudes that, like, submerges themselves under, you know, ice and shit like that. They practice, like, super, oh, Wim Hof, right? Yeah, the Wim Hof method, yeah. Yeah, I never looked into it. I know the name of it, Yeah, and I know you got to hold your breath. And I know it's good. Dude, it sounds like it's right up my alley. I would fucking love that shit, especially like he, he has a thing set up where like you can go to Poland and hang out on his property and fucking go in the water with him. And then I imagine like you just fucking get whacked on like Polish liqueur or whatever the fuck they drink over there. Everyone go sign up for the Patreon right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to say I need this to happen. Tim got a brand new tracksuit, which would make him fit right in in fucking Europe. And if he could go over there and swim with Wim Hof. Dude, can you believe my wife sent me out the door in a in a red tracksuit today? You look like a fucking royal Tenenbaum. I feel so fucking cool. You do look cool, man. When I stopped at Wawa on the way here, I was like uh, standing in line, and I could feel how like it's it's hugging my my cakes. Uh huh. And I was like, is this how like sexy ladies feel all the time? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was I was holding six loose donuts, and I was like, I think this is how sexy ladies feel. I feel so like exposed and like, and I don't like it. Dude, as soon as I, I felt, I felt better than everybody. You are better than everybody, well, thank you. and I guarantee you, as soon as you zipped up that tracksuit and your cakes were popping like that, your inbox automatically flooded with messages from Indian dudes. <laughs> Looking for my bobs. Yeah. They're going to get it, too. <laughs> I'm, if, just I'm a giver. So This outfit is perfect on you. If you were a cartoon character, this would be your default outfit. I, I'm I gotta be, I'm considering only tracksuits from now on. They had other colors. And it's, they? like, fitted. Like this, yeah, is, this is no This is no slouchers tracksuit. This is, like, what do they call I call myself uh, a Conor McCustody battle. Yeah. <laughs> because I do still have a giant dumb head. But <laughs> everything else is fucking on fire right now on this goddamn thing you're killing nothing beats like when you find like a cool outfit especially like when uh i mean we're both dicked up with kids so like any excess money has got to go to fucking getting them Mm -hmm. fitted in cool shit so right now i feel like i'm dressed like a fucking i don't know like a dude that's about to be put on house arrest for something do you wear a rash guard every day when it's cold oh okay okay okay. i like it's it's uh i used to wear thermal Underneath, yeah. but now that I have like rash guards, like I thermals them. for murderers. Yeah, <laughs> where if you can see white thermals sticking out of the wrist of someone's shirt, that's a murderer, or soon, or they're gonna be. That's like <laughs> that's the official clothing of dragging a woman into a van <laughs> at a gas station. You got like a dull axe under like the passenger seat. So yeah, good call switching over to rash guards. Yeah, they feel good too. It's silky smooth. It feels like you're not wearing anything. Ned Flanders, dude. Nothing at all. <laughs> what about, so I I never learned how to dress. I don't I didn't know either. Like I always see like I don't even know what to look up You got it now. You get, you figured it out. No. No, nah, you look you're thank you. You're being you're being nice. Like I, I dude, I, I look like I cashed in like a seventy five dollar Coles gift card. No, you feel like you cashed in oh, seventy five dollars. Well, yeah, true. You look great. Thank you, buddy. You look like you got it together. Thanks. You get good haircuts. No, man. I do get that. I give myself credit for that. Let's start there, dude. You you accept that you get good haircuts and you don't wear those like you see so many dudes in like terrible jeans. That's the one thing I know is that I, I've found that I can I found like affordable jeans that don't look fucking stupid. They don't look like fucking skinny jeans. They don't mm-hmm. look like like uh like I'm stepping on the backs of them. There's no I hate that yeah, so much. Yeah. When a dude's got like the tattered heel stepping over the back of his jeans dude get it together your fucking program is in the fucking dumpster at that point (laughs) Uh, there's no patterns on them dude you're fucking crushing it dude one thing one thing that i really regret and it's just one of those embarrassing moments that has should have no impact on my life but it doesn't it makes me cringe every time i think about it on dress down day at work one time i had worn a brand new pair of jeans that i'd bought the night before and you know how it comes with that like rectangular sticker that has the length Mm -hmm. and the uh the waist size well, yeah. of course i had mine i think it was like like 38 32 and i wore it in the next day and one of my coworkers, this chick riza she's like uh new pair of jeans huh i was like no what are you talking about i don't even know why i lied about oh. it she's like yeah i know they're new i'm like these aren't fucking new i've had these she's like really because you got the brand new fucking sticker on there she's like all right well i'm gonna go fuck myself forever <laughs> i actually like the sticker there so <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah, it's like we're getting like a fitted hat. Like I, I still keep the the fucking new era fucking sticker yeah. on there. But yeah, when I when I look for new clothes, because like I definitely need new clothes, because all my fucking clothes are like five years old at this point. Like I don't even know what to look up. They don't fit. They don't fit anymore. Yeah, it's true. 
I'm actually running into a problem now where uh, the the shorts that I used to work out in that would like like my compression shorts they're yeah. not compressing anymore. So now I have like a ball injury. Well, I I've talked I've hinted at the ball injury over the the past couple episodes, but yeah. My doctor was like, uh, you're not working out in tight enough shorts and you're slamming your balls against your leg. <laughs> so now, yeah, I've been feeling like I got kicked in the ball through a while. I, I fixed it. I got new shorts, but uh, what a weird, dumb problem to have. The shorts actually fit like you don't have to like add any kind of reinforcement to it. Um, to keep your meat in place. No, no. Yeah, I, I bought compression shorts. It's not like I'm just, you know, hoping that I can go a size small and yeah. they'll hold everything in place. But um, then that and that was all the rest. I had to like replace my entire wardrobe because I look like a fucking clown. Oh, yeah. So I guess now I'm realizing that I haven't taught my kids how to dress yet. So I can probably start that tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> same man. Because if it was left up to me, I would just wear basketball shorts and like a baggy t-shirt. Still, I'd still be wearing like old navy baggy t-shirts <laughs> and just shorts that went like halfway to my ankles. What was your favorite outfit from a kid? Dude, I don't know, but I refuse to wear denim for some reason. Can't remember the justification for it, but my mom tried to put me in denim, and I was like, absolutely not. Sweatpants, please. Hmm, that's interesting. That might be a genetic thing. <laughs> just geogra- geographic problem. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I, I got a pair of Bugle Boys when I was, like, fucking fifth grade. I just wanted baggy clothes because, like, for some reason, like, I would never get new clothes. I would get hand-me-downs from God knows fucking who because I didn't have an older brother. Mm. Um, everything was fucking tight as shit. My school pants would be so tight that the um the waistband imprint would would be on my skin after I took oh, them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom just refused to buy me bigger pants. So on one birthday, I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade, I got Bugle Boys that had a fucking some map on them on the leg. They were cargos and they were just fucking huge because I could just pick out whatever I wanted. And I got this huge fucking shirt, and dude, I would stunt all around the fucking neighborhood yeah, in that yeah. outfit. Swim I would in never it. get changed, <laughs> dude. I would never get changed, and I would douse myself in fucking uh, what did I wear? Preferred stock cologne. Damn. <sighs> yeah, man. And when I really felt like a million bucks was wearing that outfit during uh, to like the fifth and sixth grade basketball game when there was a stoppage in play, like the kids could run out and shoot baskets, and I would fucking race out there and just fucking jack up threes with this outfit <laughs> on, man. Dude, I felt like a fucking king, dude. I only knew to check to see if the crotch had enough room. Oh, yeah. Like, I had plenty two of fingers into the front of the pants, pulled away. You've got crotch room. Yeah. Didn't know anything else about it until maybe, like, three or four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Dude, well, how old were you when meat started growing? Uh, uh, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Stop. No, I don't, I, I, I don't remember. I, uh, man. Meat started growing. Mm, the first, the first uh, distinct memory I have is uh, like not understanding what boners were and uh-huh. just feeling super uncomfortable about like running out of space when that happened. Man, well, that's. A, man, I don't that, remember. I don't remember soft meat causing a problem until I don't know. I could like drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually why you. Feel I do like hate driving, driving the yeah. first time, dude. I get very uncomfortable driving. Jeez, man. <laughs> that's a weird way to describe it. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Do you did you have a meat no, experience? No, but it, the the only dick related difference, the first dick related difference I remember feeling was one time I was laying belly down on the floor watching TV, and I guess I just mushed my hips into the carpet, and the gears started turning, and it was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
It's like when you when you walk into a room and you know somebody's going to pop out and scare you. <laughs> like the jig was about to be up, and sure enough, that was how I figured things out. Uh, accidental friction. I, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought I had pissed my pants, <laughs> and I had a harder time cleaning it up than if it were piss. And I was like, "You jizzed? What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah. Damn, man, dude. Because I, I had a, I had a problem that wouldn't go away, and I was just kept pushing. That's what I used to do. I used to just push it away from me, and eventually it just rubbed against my leg enough that I uh, uh, peed cum all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like a pedophile giving a de- deposition. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Well, I, I, I am fucking retarded, so give me a break. Um, I like that though. I peed cum all over. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Happened. I ran to the bathroom. And then, like, I was like, all right, well, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I, I, when I realized that it was a part of, like, um, going through puberty and getting older, I was like, so wait, I'm going to be peeing my pants all the time? <laughs> Dude, those kids. Talk ro- to your kids, man. <laughs> Dude, those, I was about to say, those kid ropes were fucking strong, man. Kid ropes should actually be a Nickelodeon show. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't touch my penis with my whole hand because uh, probably I thought God didn't like it. So I thought <laughs> for most of my life, every time I ejaculated, I had to I acted like it was an accident. Like, Jeez, oh, dude, I was just moving it around. And I'm sorry, God, my bad. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I, I thought that if I ever got fucking jizz on my like skin, that it, like, it would leave a, a stain on my soul. Oh, dude, it's like, like there's Holy no watching Dracula. Off. Like, I'd get to heaven and he'd have like a black light or something <laughs> like that. He's like, nope. I'd be like, no. It was always an accident. It was never on purpose. <laughs> You're trying to fly away. He's like, oh, sorry, Tim. Is, is there too much cum on your wings? <laughs> talk to your fucking kids. Yeah. yeah, you really do have to fucking talk to them, man. I, my, my son, he's 10. Or no, what is he? He's nine now. So I should probably start giving him bird talks now. Yeah. There's so much that goes along with it. It's like you got to worry about boners. You got to worry about coming. You got to worry about. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, dude. Yeah, I'm really. Uh, you got to learn how to rollerblade. You gotta... <laughs> what else is there? Uh... No. Uh, did it, did I, have I told you about how I got the talk? Refresh my memory. I think you may have, but I don't remember. Not a parent. Still, still waiting on it. Mm-hmm. My dad may spring it on me at some point. I don't know if yeah. it expires. The only talk I ever got was, uh, I think I was in sixth grade, and they split the class in half, and the girls got stuck in a room with a nun, Ooh. and the boys got stuck in a room with a projector and the groundskeeper. <laughs> nice fella. <laughs> uh, Knew his bird. He was a dad of one of the kids in our school. Yeah. Not in my class. Dude, could you imagine? Can you imagine your dad gave your entire class the talk with a projector in a Catholic school wearing his fucking flannel and fucking denim jumper? Dude. Oh, my God. The uh, oh. Did he put the slides together? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I think the Lord did, dude. Come on. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I remember the diagrams being confusing. Mm-hmm. And... All right, fellas, I'm sorry. We actually got the pussy chart. <laughs> we got the pussy slides. Yeah, and he wasn't even, like, cool. You know, like, you get you get Catholic school boys together. They're all fucking wild monsters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, uh, like a, an older dude or, like, a Cub Scout leader, he'll, like, understand that and, like, be cool, right? Yeah. This dude was all the Lord. Oh, and it was... Fuck. I, I think I made fun of the kid that was... Uh, when we were in eighth grade, he was, like, 16 years old when he was before. 
I remember he also couldn't fucking read. And uh, <laughs> I love I love that guy. He's cool. But um, <laughs> when we saw the word vagina in print for the first time, he called it the vagina. Ooh, yeah. He might have been Indian, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, everyone made fun of him. None of us knew what the fuck we were talking about. But yeah, mm-hmm. that kid visibly fucked up. So yeah, fuck him up, dude. Um, God, I can't remember it. I also remember I caught like a educational show on like Discovery Channel or something like that. Where I think the show was like about teaching kids about it. And they showed two 3D models of a woman and a man. And they were like in like the stock like video game pose where like the character's not doing anything. Like their hands and their arms and legs are like unnaturally straight. And they just glided. to. Oh, there was also no features on the man or woman. They were like stick figures that were 3D. And there was an erection on the male one. Yes. And the like... The, the woman figurine had, instead of, like, any kind of opening, it was just, like, a red circle on the front. And they Ooh. just slowly glided together until the stick figure. It was crazy. And that was all, it was all I knew when I was a kid. Man, that's fucked. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I saw anything like that. One thing I do remember seeing was my, my boy Ben rounded us all up one time. He's like, you guys got to come in here and see this. And we went in, and he played this video. It was... I don't know if it was PBS, but it was something along those lines. Uh, a close-up of a woman giving birth. And we were fucking transfixed. And then when the baby shot out, we all just ran like we were black dudes that just saw a magic trick. <laughs> like, nobody had any idea that that's how it fucking went down. And then all of a sudden, a kid just shot out. I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's disturbing. Did the woman poop? You know, I don't think so. Pushing. Yeah, they fucking lose all control, man. They, they I mean, get it together. Yeah, all right. Just I mean, show some decorum, especially if it's your second or third kid. Yeah, there's a doctor there, dude. It's like, don't embarrass us. Yeah, don't, don't spike the ball in the end zone. All right, <laughs> act like you've been there before. <laughs> I wish I could have um, probably two more kids. I really love having kids. I know you do. My vasectomy is December seventeenth. Oh man, are you excited or No, I'm not. I'm sad. You could always buy two more. That's a good point. Yeah, because then at that point then I I know I could afford them. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's weird to talk about, but uh I'm mean, uh, you know, it's gotta be done. I was thinking about uh I don't know if we're gonna be able to get a babysitter for my wife to come pick me up because they're gonna put me under. I'll come get you. Well, my boy Scott's flying in from Germany. So oh, right, yeah. that way you don't have to take a day off. Yeah. And uh, he said he wanted to call you. He wanted to come in the room with me and he wanted to call you and give you the play by play. Dude, I went to the doctor and um, I asked him about it. And he said that you have to have a certain number of kids or be a certain age or they won't let you or something. That's weird. What the fuck is that, dude? That's when I when I heard that, I was like, I don't understand how women who care about abortion rights aren't throwing trash cans through windows. <laughs> if I showed up for a vasectomy and they're like, no, I would probably kill him. I'd <laughs> I'd grab his hands and put like a scalpel in it and I'd shove them into my like, you do it. You do it right now. Yeah. Tim, what um, are you going to do if your doctor is a, a real joker and he walks in dressed like Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> you might get him. It's the meme of the dude hitting the nut button. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I asked him about it and he was like, uh, well, I do things different. And I was like, well, all right, never mind. No, he was like, no, no, no. Uh, I do it at the hospital, um, because a doctor's office is clean, but it's not sterile. And also I put you under because even though you're numb, 
He said you can feel them pulling on your ah, balls. God damn, dude. Yeah. And I had just gotten stitches in my head after I had a cyst removed, and I felt them like pulling on the like the meat on the back of my head. Mm. And I I was able to imagine the sensation of this dude pulling on my ball wires. And I, <laughs> if he had a gun, I would have reached for it. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Well, no. All right, let's go. Yeah, put knock me out now because I am not going to recover oh, from this. Oh man, I give you credit, man. Can you ask him to like jack up like your PSI? <laughs> Well, I told Sid about it. He was like, well, what if you don't um, come right anymore? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, that's why I'm... Is that a... Is that a po- I haven't Googled it yet because I'm afraid. Is that a possibility? I, well, it seems like it could be a possibility, but I think if it was that clear of a problem, it would be more pronounced and more public. Sometimes I try to save it up so I can shoot more further and yeah. try to impress my wife. <laughs> and if I can't do that anymore, then it's like, food's not going to taste as good. <laughs> That's going to be upsetting. Yeah, if I want to put on a show, I got to skip a day. Because I, I, <laughs> I like to get, like, ideally I like to get uh, two comes in a day. But if, if I really want to put one across the room, I, I got to at least skip a day. If <laughs> you want some good hang time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a, a formulation um, for, like, a, a supplement to increase it. What is it? Uh, it's four supplements. Um I don't want to give too much away because I, you know, I think, uh, I think me and Matt were thinking about marketing it. Ooh. Yeah. So we're going to have to do some trials. We're going to have to finish the microdosing trial first and then we'll, uh, we'll give that a go and, you know, see if it's ready for prime time and put together some marketing materials and I'll try it out for you. Thanks dude. Yeah. Let's get that going as soon as possible. And then who knows if it's safe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I would risk some pretty serious health issues if I knew I'd be able to, you know, produce some fireworks. Without a doubt, dude. You ever take a gas station boner pill? No, have you? I did. Um, I took it one day. It was like a week before Christmas three years ago. And I came home. I had been talking shit to my wife all day through text. Thought I was going to get some pussy. <laughs> when I got home. And sure enough, as soon as I walk in the door, the kids are busting balls to get a fucking Christmas tree. And Classic I, kids, wait, I and I had already stopped at the at the BP gas station and got like a fucking boner pill. And you know, like if it's got like a fucking lion on fire, like yeah. you know it's gonna be good. My favorite one had Ryu and Chun Li from Street Fighter going hard at it in a weird position. Oh man. I don't know why you didn't buy that. I regret it every day, but I'm sure you know what? I'll happen upon it one time in the future. We'll go to Chinatown. Good call. But dude, I bought this one at the fucking gas station because I thought I was gonna get pussy and then I took it. And then we had to go fucking Christmas tree shopping. And as we're shopping for trees, I felt like my fucking ears were on fire. And, I, and I went to the car and I looked in the mirror and they were fucking glowing red. <laughs> it's like a fucking pervert Rudolph. <laughs> Did it work? I didn't fuck. It was just, it, I got consumed with buying a Christmas tree, loading it on the fucking car, bringing it home, setting it up, and then... You weren't rock hard the whole time, though? <clears throat> No, because, like, the way boner pills work is, like, you have to be aroused for them to really take action. Really? Yeah. It's, like, it's not just, That's like, cool, I guess. It's not just a bibbidi-bobbidi-boo where they fucking... Oh, it sucks, because I was looking forward to us getting sponsored by Blue Chew eventually and forcing everyone that comes in here to take it before we record. Oh, that would be cool. But if you got to be aroused, I mean, I'm going to have to go the extra mile. <laughs> just be advised. Yeah, so, I don't know if I would... I definitely wouldn't endorse you that. You should brand. start a uh, like the Zagats for gas station boner pills. <laughs> Michelin stars. 
Now I gotta do a roundup of them. We should let's go shopping yeah, next try week. Them. Yeah, let's go shopping next week. Yeah, I, I would. We'll do that before we start the. Uh, <laughs> I, I, oh man, I'll give away the name of the website where I found the uh, formulation that I'm trying to market. The guy called it the uh, Holy Grail of cum load increase or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> you think if you shove boner pills up your butt? I can't remember if I told my wife about this yet. So she's finding out via this that I looked this up. I am. Actually, that's sick. Hell yeah. Well, tell her she can't Deal listen to this one and then surprise her. <laughs> <laughs> Here, put on these fucking sanding goggles. <laughs> remember when I figured out that guy was a boner pill salesman? Yeah. Yeah, we did a show where like you had to guess a person's occupation. And uh, I nailed it just by looking at this fucking guy. Don't don't tell me stereotyping is bad. What gave it away? Italian. <laughs> That's your first guess yeah. for every Italian. Eventually, he's going to be right. An Italian with a clipboard is is a boner salesman every time. So yeah, um, I got to get put under for the vasectomy. So I, I hopefully Scott can fucking come and drive me home. But no. yeah, he said he wants to be in the room. He's going to FaceTime you. <laughs> The whole thing. We'll throw that up on the Patreon yeah. as well, obviously. <laughs> um, I guess there's no reason we can't. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm just going to say he's my partner. And then that way, they have to, right? Mm-hmm. The partner can do whatever they want. Yeah, they have to let it slide. Yeah, when I was when I was in the room for my kids being delivered, I acted like I fucking owned the place. <laughs> I was walking around in like fancy slippers, eating fucking Wawa. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, when, um, when she went to labor with, uh, I guess it was the most recent one, I, she was like getting sleepy and it wasn't time yet. And I was hungry and it was a long night. So I was like, all right, I'm going to run to Wawa and get some food. While I was at Wawa, she like had a crazy medical emergency. She like fainted. Yeah. I almost missed my wife dying in childbirth <laughs> so that I could get a fucking meatball sandwich. <laughs> they were real dickheads about it too. She thought it was funny, but mm-hmm. they were all like, sir. Like, Shut up. Did Chill. you have like sauce on your face? <laughs> well, then I had to eat it. <laughs> I found out about that and then I had like I brought it back to the hospital with me and then mm-hmm. I had to like all right well I, is she cool now can I eat, <laughs> can I eat my fucking apple fritter <laughs> what a dickhead man I don't, do, you, do you remember all the kids births like pretty clearly yeah my favorite one was Fritz the youngest because I took my shirt off because um, you wanted to feel his skin oh yeah yeah skin to skin contact super important and I can't remember if anyone was weirded out by it Mm. But I was—I didn't give a fuck, dude. But I cried for all of them. Yeah. The second I saw them, not just because I saw it in like a Hugh Grant movie. I thought you were supposed yeah. to. I was <laughs> genuinely moved. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Oh man, dude. I don't know how to say this elegantly, but when you look at them and realize that like they're just like alive, mm. and um. Like that, nothing seriously went wrong in the procedure or anything like that. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's the greatest relief. Yeah, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Wow. Do you remember yours? Yeah. I each did you faint. Did you faint for any of them? No. Each one. Each one was definitely different for different reasons. Like with with my oldest Bella, um, we were so poor that like, I just remember being consumed with trying to figure out one if if our car was going to make it out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Two, if how much the parking fee was going to be because I, I really had no money. It was just really just like an awful feeling. But then also the gravity, the gravity of what we were doing finally hit me when my wife went into labor. It was just something like clicked on that I hadn't felt in the nine months prior to that. 
and she was like laying on the couch just like panning like crazy and i remember blasting metallica and pounding budweiser's <laughs> because it was like the party was ending and it was just like that i don't want the party to end feel oh my god yeah and i was just like crushing beer so by the time we had to go to the hospital i was pretty <laughs> i was pretty drunk damn um but then when we had the baby like yeah it was a mix of just like all right this this i i love this baby but also i wish we weren't so fucking poor and with my middle child olivia we were scared cuz like Initially, they told us, like, she might have a heart defect and that she had a at least a cleft lip and maybe a cleft palate, too. So, like, we didn't know, like, you know, how bad things are going to be. And then when she was born, like, they immediately checked. Her palate was fine, and they eventually determined that her heart was fine. So she just had a cleft lip, and it was, like, so cute to look at her because, like, when she would smile, it would be, like, two smiles. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the sweetest thing. And uh, with Mike... It was super cool because, one, the Phillies were fucking playing in the playoffs that day. And just, it was like, I finally got a boy that I wanted. And it was so cool to like, because I just wanted to watch a game with my son. And Roy Roy, Roy Halliday threw a fucking no-hitter that night. And it was like oh, the man. greatest, like, just being able to watch the game with him. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah, it's about, I get, I get emotional so every time sweet. I talk about it. Yeah, it's the fucking best. Dude, yeah. I didn't know about the um, cleft lip thing with Olivia. Was there a party when you heard that where you're like, oh, my God, how much is that going to cost? No, like that that didn't like surprisingly, no, because everything else felt like that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Every time we have a problem with the kids, I'm just like, oh, I'm never going to recover from this. I shouldn't have done any of this. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. And for, for virtually everything else. But yeah, with with you asking that, like, I don't I don't remember that time feeling that. And we were fucking super poor then, too, man, because we were fucking living at my parents then. Like I was fucked up, man. I just got a rehab too that summer. Like, whoa, you did rehab, dude? I was fucked up, man. Was, like, this was after the Marines. Yeah, yeah. I got I got whacked, and then I ended up going in the rehab. Oh, dude, the day I went in the rehab too, like big Phillies fan. But uh, <laughs> I went in the rehab, and like I got admitted in the morning, and like I just crashed pretty hard, and it's just like, you know, I was still coming down. So like by the time I felt, well, yeah, obviously, but the time I fell asleep. I wasn't of sound mind, and when I woke up, like, it was just like, I realized where I am, and it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe I've gotten to this point. So I woke up, and I started walking around. Now, at this point, Chase Utley from the Phillies was in, was hunting down the fucking streak for the longest, <laughs> longest hitting streak. He was, like, getting closer to it. Like, I think he ended up, like, 30-something games, and I think the streak was actually, like, 56. So as I'm walking around this rehab thinking to myself, like, God, I am the biggest fucking loser on earth. They're doing evening announcements. And after the guy ends the announcements, he says, and sorry to be the bearer of good news, but Chase Utley's hitting streak is over. I was just like, this is the worst fucking day of my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Were you still uh, were you still a wigger when you got into the Marines? Did they break you of it? No, you know, well, I was kind of a soft wigger. So you came home from the Marines not a wigger anymore? I'm trying to figure out what yeah, you were like that, when you went that into the might, That might have been what shook me. No, it wasn't. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever really lost it, man. <laughs> it's still in there. Is it for you, by you, <laughs> private? <laughs> um, that's crazy. Uh when you, when you tried to go, was it your first attempt to go to rehab? Did you yeah. like back out of it a couple times? No. Uh, really? That was it. Yeah, it was just that's surprising. 
I'm very decisive. Like that's one yeah. thing that I respect about myself is I feel like when a decision needs to be made, I'll make it and then whatever follows follows. I feel like whenever it comes time to take care of something for myself or uh fix an issue I have as soon as I get into a like a headspace where I'm able to address it, I'm like I'm probably good. Yeah. I don't really need anything. Yeah. You but you you didn't experience you went you just fucking showed up and you're like I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like such a fucking loser because, like, I, I mean, I was a fucking a month, probably like a month and a half away from from having another kid, and it was just, just such a fucking low point that, like, I realized that nothing I had done before, I was probably just gonna keep repeating the same fucking process. So I was like, mm-hmm. All right, I gotta do something different now, and it, it was cool. I liked it, you know. I got, I got a lot out of it and met a lot of interesting characters in there. Um, one of the guys would talk about how even though he was in there for Percocets, he felt like one of his biggest problems was that he drank a gallon of fruit punch a day. Yeah. I don't get That'll you. put you in there. <laughs> <coughs> That's what I'm really trying to quit. Oh, man. One of, dude, one of the, like, I felt so bad. Like, women get harassed so bad at fucking rehab. This one fucking dirtball named Pino, um, we were all waiting for our meds, and he, and this, this, everybody's just fucking... In the depths. And this poor woman's sitting there waiting to get her fucking psych meds. And this dude, Pino, is just staring at her, just reciting poetry that he wrote. Was it about her, or was he just, like, hoping she'd overhear it and, like, oh, this? No, it's just my... It's just he he was... It's not really a big deal. It's, it's just from her, staring right at her. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I wouldn't have been shocked if she burst through the window to do heroin again. Yeah, everything I see about recovery is, like... Uh, the dudes that like kind of get a grip on themselves, uh-huh. the first thing they do is like start manipulating the ladies that need help. Without a doubt, Ugh. it's it's just it's 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 gross because very few people, after people get out of like their detox phase, you could see the wheels start turning. Maybe like oh, I made a mistake coming here, and people are like arguing with counselors and shit like that. It's just like if you don't want to be here, don't fucking be here. Mm. Um. But it was an interesting experience. Is it painful for you to think about it now? Uh, or is it more that you no. just like regret that you got to that place? Yeah, I, I definitely regret that I that I that I put us all in that position, and it's especially my wife who was fucking pregnant. Like I feel terrible about it, and it was just me being selfish and me being immature and just fighting against fucking growing up, even though I was fucking twenty seven. Yeah, it was just fucked up. I mean, I, feel, I mean, we talk about it all the time with, like, late growth. But I feel like at that point, like, I was especially frustrated with myself for getting to that point where knowing things or finally realizing shit that I probably should have learned way sooner. Mm-hmm. And um, looking back now, it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel terrible about it. And I'm just glad I'm, I'm not that anymore. True. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, and you are absolutely not, dude. You are one of the best dads. You're my. You're my favorite dad outside of my own. Likewise. You're like a. You're like a father figure to me almost. Oh, you're like a, you, a dad brother to me. Oh, thank you, man. Likewise. And I feel lucky for it. Likewise, and I, I think your kids are lucky. Oh, thanks, man. For the guy you ended up being. And, yeah. You know. And they're not going to remember any of the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll never remember Pino reciting poetry to fucking <laughs> Wigger ladies. I hope your kid's worst memory is that time I fucking crushed them in that scooter race. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I mean... God, I fucking... Unfortunately, there's a picture to 
to memorialize oh my it. God. I want you to remind them of that at my funeral. I want you to like, <laughs> look, dude. We'll do it on your birthday every year. Yeah. <laughs> Make them all come in last in a fucking scooter race. <laughs> yeah, you're the fucking man with your family. Oh, thank you, buddy. Um, just as fucking as reliable as it gets. Oh, thanks, man. And uh, just something that I, like, I, you, your kids were older than mine when we first started hanging out. And immediately, though, when I saw the way you were with them, I was like, "Oh, I want, I want, I could be like that." No, oh, that's, that's sweet, man. I appreciate it. And now I realize and you're I, not doing anything special. You're just being yourself, and that's oh, like thank to you. me, that's even more special. Thank you, man. Hey, no problem. Yeah, that means a lot to me. And it's, you know, as they get older, it's, you know, I think it's easy when kids are young to congratulate yourself and think that you're a great parent. But as they get older, and see they, Wigger Facebook posts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the people with the least custody post about their kids the most. <laughs> it's always the fucking Damn, case. Damn, I'm getting a misspelled tattoo of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so easy to pat yourself on the back when kids are fucking little because it's so easy to take. I mean, so easy to entertain them, so easy to care for them. But now that like my kids are in are in different phases of development, it's like, oh my god, I hope they think I'm doing a good job because and there's. There's such monumental failures I can pinpoint where it's just like, oh, man, I hope this isn't the defining aspect of me in their eyes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that light, like I the one thing that like I feel like I really have to hammer home that I do hammer home is every day just telling them that I love them. Because I think like when when somebody verbalizes that every day and like you can see like, all right, everybody's fucking figured it out as they go. I think you can give people leeway for the mistakes they make and hopefully like they can do that, you know, for me, for fucking any fucking dumb shit I've done. Cause in more recent times, I feel like my Achilles heel has been like me fucking screaming. Like I was a big screamer for a very long time. It takes, I got a couple big screams in me every few months Damn, and then I'm good. It was crazy. Like I, I catch shit for the opposite. I never scream. Cool as a, cool as a fucking cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. And my, uh, I've been criticized for it, like being like a lack of passion or like not caring, hmm. which I just, I, that just sounds like Italian bullshit. Yeah. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every every time we almost get into an argument, I every time we almost get into an argument, I try to like break it with a joke. Hmm. So I I ask if she I probably want her to like shake, like do you want me to like shake you? You want me to yell? You want me to scream at you, Angela? <laughs> and, <laughs> it usually helps. <clears throat> but um excuse me <clears throat> oh man um i i think <laughs> a lot of those low custody people they get overconfident once the kid doesn't die after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time They're like i got this this yeah. is no big deal yeah. and that's when you see the fucking facebook posts start it's like oh man you don't get the fucking nuance yeah you don't get how fucking cool this can be yeah because you, you can you can get through a kid's entire life almost to adulthood without being that involved. Yeah, it sucks for both of you. It feels like a drag. It feels like work. Yeah. Do you feel, do you guys say I love you every time like one of you leaves the house? Honestly, I'm making a concerted effort not to do it. Really? Because it sounds robotic. Sure. A lot of the time, and like that's when I dial it back. Like when I when I say it, I really mean it to my wife. Mm-hmm. And even so, I, I still tell her, you know, I love you a lot. A lot of times, like, it's in text. It's, you know, between that and, and Randy text that I send. Um, 
but with the kids, I, I always do. But with, uh, yeah, with my wife, it's just different because I feel like you can just get in that mode of just doing things because it's something you do. And if you do something all the time, I don't know, I feel like it loses its meaning. But with the kids, like I have, I feel like I'm always trying to prove myself to them. Mm. Do you think, do your kids think you're cool? I don't know. I do. Well, one thing that like kind of that I, I thought was really sweet was when I found out um, my oldest had a, uh, I think it was her Facebook page. A couple years back, she wrote, yeah, that was me you saw on the Today Show. Because when I told jokes for that dad <laughs> competition on the Today Show in 2015, they showed Jamie and all the kids yeah. for for a couple times. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know that, like, that really registered with her. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. How about you? My kids think I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like uh just because of like my our YouTube history and stuff like that, if I scroll down far enough on the TV, mm-hmm. you'll like the Comedy Central shit will show yeah. up. Yeah. Like the different Duggo proper yeah. thumbnails. And they're like, Dad's on the TV. I'm like, Well, no, Dad's on YouTube. Uh everyone is on there. Well, I'm glad Ben turned the corner, but I don't know if you remember this, but like one of my f- one of the funniest things I ever heard was the day after we were on Fallon. Um, you said that Mary Joe put on the video for Ben, and he's like, I do not want to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. Why are you showing me this? I don't want to. Well, I mean, because it it's fucking late night. Yeah. No one wants to fuck. No, no kid in their right mind wants to watch that shit. Or I'm sorry. No, maybe most kids do, but my kids are fucking cool. They don't give a shit about watching fucking Ariana Grande fucking lip sync to, I don't know, Cindy Lauper or whatever, while Jimmy Fallon fucking dances in a mask. Like, <laughs> He was so mad that she put it on the TV. I don't. Think, I didn't, I can't remember if she even got to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think she had to wait. But yeah, that's cool. He uh, he thinks I'm not cool. Lucy thinks I'm famous, and uh, I am the fucking sun and stars to Fritz. Yeah, He's I can still see at that it, age, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. People get a kick out of me just fucking walking around holding a baby because mm-hmm. it's so like you know I'm a fucking ogre. <laughs> um. I I say I love you every time we leave the room or get off the phone and stuff like that. And it's because or maybe it's not because maybe I'm just trying this out. But if we like if we have like a bad phone call or like a t- like a tense one or like mm-hmm. a, an argument or something like that, I'll then when I say it, then mm-hmm. it's like that's when it's like this is on purpose. And mm-hmm. let's make sure that. We, and then the, you, like when I get it back, I'm like, all right, we're 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 still good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, there's 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 all kinds of different ways to take care of it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. There really are man. no one way. Nope. Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I, I I do think one of the things that I I make a, a big effort is to make people at least know that I love them, even if it's not with those specific words. It's with action, dude. Clear as day. Yeah, no good. one's mistaken your actions. Good bro. man, you're fucking. You're giving it out. Good. And because, you know, I want people to know that I think it's important just, you know, because, you know, how many times you see like when people like die or something where it's just like there's so many things that, you know, go and said it's just like, well, he felt this way about you or this, this. I hope you know this. And it's just you have to let people know what they are to you. I'm going to leave behind some good ones, I hope. Yeah, without a doubt. I want to I want to I want to leave stuff to say, but like I want to say stuff about people before I die so that they have to hear it. And that's what they're stuck with. That'd be kind of fucking cool. Like, well, know. I mean, that's 
you know, I mean, he always thought you should him. lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really believed you were going to get your GED someday. <laughs> That'd be um, a good prank. I just got to die. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to leave envelopes for everybody. Hell yeah. Oh, man. So I, I, I got to fucking keep track like of people. One thing that I do want to do, and I actually bought them. At the at the fucking bookstore, but it was this like, better be about anal beads, knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is relative to my parents, so. But no, it's not about anal beads. But um, I realize I know so little about my parents because they really play shit close to the vest. So at at the bookstore, I bought these like two books that kind of um, give you like daily exercises to reveal something about yourself. And I haven't given them to them to them yet, and I bought them like a couple months ago, and I don't know what the holdup is. Mm-hmm. Um, just because w- with my parents, like because they're so guarded, I I don't I really don't know a lot about them. Like my dad told me something about himself one time, and it, like it was just so weird because he had never done anything like that. Like he told me a story about when he was in the Navy, the chaplain invited him to a barbecue at his house, and my dad played softball with the chaplain and his family. And I just remember it caught me so off guard. And I just remember like thinking, like, God, I hope this fucking story ends soon because <laughs> I don't know where it's going, and I don't know that I want to know. And son, that was uh, where I learned about swinging. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say you don't know anything about your parents because I know more about your parents' <laughs> sex lives than I know about. <coughs> Anything about my entire <laughs> extended family combined. They're probably just going to write about all that in the books. They're going to rewrite the Kama Sutra. Ew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. But that, I, well, that, well, that's one thing that I feel like it's different, especially with us, is our kids like see so much of what we are. Do uh, And why do you think that's different? Because it sounds like your dad was always around when you were a kid. Yeah, he was. Like, it was just... I, I think he was just. A I think it was just less to him. I think he did. You just wanted to put fucking powder on his balls and <laughs> just fucking <laughs> make mouth loads. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> That's him in a nutshell, man. Oh my god. Uh, he he said something really sweet today. He uh, he he called me, and he's like, "Listen, I just want to let you know. I know that you have a podcast now, and when you get famous, I want to be your driver." <laughs> like, oh man. Sure, as long as you never listen to it ever, <laughs> done deal, no problem. Dude, he could, I guarantee you he couldn't figure out how to access the podcast. But ironically, I guarantee you... I'm going to play it on a stereo out front of his house holding it over my thank head. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he would tell me that he wouldn't be able to figure out how to click the link. However, I guarantee you he knows how to fucking pay webcam tokens on the dark web for fucking fat-titted MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> we're gonna have to deliver the podcast to him in foot videos, <laughs> dude. He called me over one time to look at his computer because uh, he was getting like shaken down by like a fucking Russian virus or something. It was like, all right, you got to deposit this much in this account by this time. It's like, Dad, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I guarantee it was those ads that say like, "Women in your area need to fuck you right now. <laughs> are you in or you out?" And he just throws like the keyboard into the the monitor. Yes, I'm in. What do I have to do? Does uh, does he have a webcam on his computer? He doesn't, man. Oh man. Yeah, I, I don't. Fun. 
If he, if, like, he, <laughs> he got him in the video chat. Dude, <laughs> it's like giving a gun to a monkey, man. <laughs> There's no way, man. Dude, we got to trick your dad in the camping. <laughs> <laughs> dad, take your shoes off and smoke this, okay? <laughs> Just put the fucking cat ears on, <laughs> Dad. Come on. <laughs> just imagine an old guy camming. He's just like, like you know, old guys type really hard. Like, what the fuck am I? What is he saying? Thanks. I guess. What the? F- what about my fucking what? Um, I'm not putting it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Honey! (laughs) Yeah, he would definitely be yelling at my mom. One thing he does all the time is he's... uh, He's He's looking over the tops of his glasses directly into the webcam from like an inch and a half away. Like, what the... I can't... I don't know if it's... (laughs) Your mom's in the background in a sex swing just waiting for him to figure out the fucking settings. (laughs) Rocking back and forth. (laughs) Jesus oh Christ, man. I'm sorry for that's all right. Man. I shouldn't have made those jokes. They get it in, man. <laughs> sure, I hope not anymore, man. They're probably like 70 something now. I think they are like 72. You throw probably in front of your parents' ages. That's what's up. Oh my god, I just yeah. left myself into a headache. I'm sorry. That's all right, man. That was a good one, man. <laughs> I got, I got, yeah, I got to trick my dad into camming. <laughs> He would do it though. I mean, he's he's he would do anything to make money, man. He was the fucking best. Oh man, the funniest that I ever recall my dad being was he used to drive a cab, and in Upper Darby where we grew up, there's the Tower Theater, cool music venue. Yeah. And um, when he was driving a cab, he had to pick up the band UB40, saying Red 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 Red, Red, Red Wine, Wine, from the airport. And when he came home, he was telling us all about it. And he's like, yeah, I picked him up, and I said, I know you're a band, but I don't know who you are. They're like, oh, are you be 40? He's like, no, I'd be 36. <laughs> and at, at the time, I was just like, yes. Wow. This is the funniest. <laughs> and knowing my dad, like, my dad, like, my dad will buy those popsicles with the jokes on them, and he'll eat, like, a box of popsicles a day just to read the jokes. It was just like that guy in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he like that's what he likes to do when he's on heroin. Yeah. <laughs> he eats popsicles and reads jokes. Um, oh fuck, I had something related to that, and I can't remember it now. This is a terrible feeling. We were talking about your dad. I picked up UB forty. Fuck. Oh god damn it. Was it about your dad webcam? Yeah, I'm gonna get my wife to start speed running video games. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> I wanted her to do it because she fucking stays at home. She could. She has the time on her hands, and you know, b- uh, baby boy's still young enough that she could kind of like play a video game with him. She could go to just play a video game fast and then stream it, and then like, <laughs> she's a very pretty lady. Um, it'd be it'd be easy. Mm-hmm. It'd be fucking. But you know, she's fucking whining about it. She's like, nah. so. Oh, dude, uh, I got I, I. Th- I think I originally started following video game speedrunning, ironically, because it's all fucking autists. Yeah. Like, it, it's fun to watch because it's so ridiculous. Mm. Like, the personalities involved. I love video games, so I like watching the fast shit. But um, 
there's this crazy thing going on in speedrunning where there's uh there's this charity called games done quick and every year they do these charity events where it's like a week of just they rent out like a hotel and in the conference room they have it 24 hours a day for a week where people speed run video games like back to back to back to back to back it's so i it's great to like leave on while i'm at work i'll watch it like i'll leave it on the like living room tv at home while we're doing other stuff it's it's neat and like you know it's it's fun watching a guy beat fucking mike tyson's punch out blindfolded (laughs) and uh it's super fucking weird when these dudes like show their insane autistic personalities like it's it's great but there's this thing happening and i think I think they're upset. I don't know. There's like a, a schism going on where Uh-oh. there's like this trans contingent cropping up. Yeah. And it's like, like per capita, there's an insane number of trans people in speedrunning. And they're trying to like change it, I guess. Well, I Are mean, they trying to make it Super Mario siblings? <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario persons, the Legend of Zelda. So, <laughs> so clearly these fucking nerds aren't taking it well. Mm. So that's that's a fun thing to watch. I'm 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 just watching like extremely long YouTube documentaries where these oh, dudes are man. bitching about this, and the, the real reaction should be like, well, who the fuck cares? Right. But these dudes are so fucking mad. <laughs> They're so mad, and I don't know like the interpersonal politics. I I do think it ends up with like. You know, uh, personal problems and they're like arguing and like banning each other from stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, that as an outside observer, that just makes it more fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, in a, it, it, maybe it's a feel good story because it feels like the trans community is kind of winning in this one. Oh, like they're coming out on top. But boy, oh boy, watching these fucking nerds go at it <laughs> is really juicing me up <laughs> these days. I love it. And they, it's not like. It, like I said, per capita, huge number of trans people in this community. So it's like, it's a pretty even fight. So it's not like, and you know, it's not like one side's getting creamed and it's sad. This is, this is fucking funny as shit to watch. Oh, I got to watch this, man. Oh, by the way, people want to see you uh, on your Twitch channel. Okay, I already set it up. I'm waiting on some hardware to come in. So go to twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly. Just, just create an account, follow it, and uh, that way you can get a notification when I do fucking start ripping through some shit. And it'll be real fun. And, uh, yeah, the idea is I just want to play fucking weird, cool games that aren't typically, like, I'm not, like, crazy good at, like, shooting games, so I'm not going to be, like, some pro gamer. I just want to show cool shit and chat about it. And uh, I'd like to get to the point where I could, like, bring on a a guest and it would just be fucking cool to hang out and, you know, do drugs and play video games (laughs) on stream. Um, That'd be pretty neat. And then uh, we could also use that, I don't know. If, if ever an opportunity comes up to like do the fucking cast live or something like that, on oh, that'd be fun. That'd be neat. That'd be neat. That'd be fucking cool. It's so cool that like people will reach out and say that, like, yeah, I would like to see that. Dude, I'm never gonna get tired of it. Um, I appreciate all the dogs who fucking reach out constantly. And uh, we mentioned on the Patreon, but like, yeah, if we if we haven't gotten back to you and you've reached out, it's not because we're too busy and we're not going to. It's just a mistake on our part. So fucking remind us. But um. Yeah, and if you got cool shit you wanna you wanna mention, like please shout it out and let us know because we would like to shout you out too. Because you know it's it's one thing for us to get up here and like talk about you know what we're trying to do in our lives and things that are going well and through changes we made, but also we want to hear about it from you too. Yeah, because I know a lot of a lot of you dogs out there are fucking tightening your programs too, so it would be cool to hear about your progress. 
Yeah, and uh, just talking just talking to someone feels good. Like yeah, like I said, dude, I'm running a tight program, but I, I am feeling exhausted. And the last couple of days, I had some shit not go my way, and it kind of spun me out a little bit. But um, you know, just talking to my buddy, just talking to fucking you, Mike, uh, it sprung me back instantly. Like the 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 shit that I was unhappy about, like immediately became unimportant. And I was right back on track. And now my plan for tomorrow is I'm going to lay on the couch and I'm going to try to play some video games for a couple hours and I'm going to eat a pretzel with a Gatorade. And that's all I'm really looking forward to. And then Monday I'll be back to it. Programming hard as fuck. Well, you fucking earned it, dog. I take care of myself. You do, man. Everyone, I mean, everyone needs to take care of themselves. You got to reward yourself and you got to rest. So that's my plan tomorrow. And like, yeah, I'll, re- I'll repeat like our, our fucking pie in the sky fantasy goal from the patreon is that like we're tr- we want um we want our fucking boys to treat themselves better so that um they treat other people uh better and uh not not that I'm criticizing the way men treat but I don't know I don't like the way that sounds I want dudes to treat themselves better so that everyone um kind of fucking lifts each other up cuz I want my boys to do well and I feel like I do better when they feel the same way so Let's fucking let's try to reproduce that and uh, yeah, see where it goes. Maybe it'll be a disaster. Maybe <laughs> maybe a bunch of fucking dogs killing it is not the answer. Maybe that sucks. But no, it fucking rules. <laughs> we cut to like 2039 and like just fucking the dogs are stepping on human skulls like in the Terminator <laughs> like uh, future scenes. But uh, I don't know. I think it'll be sick. I think it's sick to feel good. And I think it's yes. uh, lame to feel bad. And if you start there and make the changes, like make changes that agree with those things, then I think you can have a pretty cool fucking life. Dude, there was this one guy that that I used to listen to and I used to read um, this guy named Wayne Dyer, who was the fucking coolest dude on earth. But I remember him saying like Wayne's a serial killer name. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Um, But one thing that he said that like really resonated with me was saying as far as making changes in your life, it's as simple as just saying to yourself, I want to feel good. And then through those words, just thinking about really simplifying it and saying, what is it that makes you fucking feel good? Mm. And it's even simpler and just doing those fucking things. Mm-hmm. So not only doing that, but also making other people feel good, whether it's a fucking just an unsolicited compliment or just a fucking quick email or something like that. Just saying like, hey, you fucking killed this. Like, Fuck yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I want to I want to hear the comment. The the dog from New Zealand that reached out. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Let me bring it up real quick. But Yeah, dude, it fucking never gets old when fucking dogs send us fucking cool messages and just fucking make us feel like a million fucking bucks. But um, while we were recording the fucking um, the Patreon with fucking Gerben, a dog sent us a fucking message. If my fucking my wife stops texting me, what what are you doing? (laughs) For fuck's sake. God damn it, man. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, yeah, TJ from New Zealand, man. Shout out to you, man. What did TJ say? Uh, TJ said a lot of cool shit. Do you have a good New Zealand accent? I do not. Yeah, I don't really. Well, although I I, I owe somebody an apology. Uh, BBG HFS from uh, Reddit. I (laughs) assumed he was Australian. It turns out he's from Wales. Oh, that's easy to make. So, my apologies, dog. Same thing. (laughs) 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 Not even close. But yeah, shout out to every fucking dog who has sent us a nice message, and it it just really means a lot because, you know, we're, I don't know, we just like hearing nice shit, you know. It just fucking feels good, and especially for it's something that 
for something that Tim and I enjoy so much. We love fucking coming in here and fucking doing this and fucking interacting with people and just getting to fucking hang out and fucking feel good because we all get butt-fucked with enough dumb shit in life. So anytime you got a chance to fucking do something you enjoy, just fucking really fucking wrangle that fucking thing in. Mm. What do you got going on uh, that you want to fucking work on this upcoming week, Tim? Uh, so I got that uh, purple belt coming on Saturday. So Ooh, that's going to be a hard day. Doggy. Yeah, it's going to be two hours of really intense physical work. So I'm going to try to alternate between just eating clean and probably resting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work too hard this week and then come in sore. Um, got my arms shredded at that arm bar seminar last night. So, yeah, I'm going to take it easy, hopefully. I got some projects at work to work on. Um, I got to cobble together the last of the shit that I need to start uh, the Twitch stream. And then, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know what? I, I was really busy this week, and I didn't spend as much time with the kids as I want to. So I want to mm-hmm. do, do some one-on-one fun shit with the kids around the house. What about you? What are you working on? Um, You know what? I'm kind of, uh, I really got to sit down and fucking write it out because I'm, I feel inclined to just go on fucking autopilot because I got a few days off. Thanksgiving week and I haven't had a day off in like fucking dude, worst two thing months, in the man. world autopilot. If yeah, like, dude, I'm I'm running off fumes right now. I haven't you're had gonna fucking... take it easy. Take it easy on purpose. You know what I mean? Active yeah, rest. that's true. I haven't had a fucking day off in like two months, so I'm fucking running off fumes here. So I really got to make a definitive plan for this upcoming week. It definitely involves training and going to the gym, which I've been I, which I've been doing this week, which I feel good about. Because um, yeah, I just want to get fucking jacked, dude. Yeah, being jacked is cool. Yeah, I have I have morning abs right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so before I eat anything, I got a little bit of ab going on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, not a little bit. I got abs in the morning. Yeah, you got dude, it. So it's no big deal, dude. It's just what I... Dude, you but bet- it's just a byproduct of doing the thing that I like. It's really hard, and I challenge yes, myself. Exactly. I've I've tried to get in fit and get abs before. Just It's a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. I just found a fucking hard thing that I like. That's all. Um, <laughs> that uh, That New Zealand comment... I'm not going to read the whole thing out loud, but he was, he's, what the hell did he say? Oh, dude, something so funny fat, at the end. Fat something. Uh, also, how how fucking funny are, are fanny bellies? Yeah, fanny bellies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it, but it made me laugh. I immediately love any kind of fucking European or Australian or New Zealand fucking slang that I don't know about. What the fuck's a fanny belly? <laughs> I'm assuming it means like a fucking gunt or a poopa. <laughs> Dude, how fucking cool is it that we have fucking dogs all over the world? War- worldwide dogs, dude. Yeah. Dude, we got fucking Indian dogs. Oh, long overdue shout out to our lone Panamaniac. <laughs> fucking holding down Central America all by himself. God damn, dude. Oh, dude, the uh, the fan- <laughs> the fanny belly comment reminded me of the dumbest thought that I haven't shaken out of my mind yet. What was it? The fat people shit all the time and they love shitting. <laughs> Just, they shit more than normal people. <laughs> dude, whenever, <laughs> whenever I see a fat person walking toward a bathroom, like they're probably gonna go shit. <laughs> With every step, it's a fart. I don't know why I think that, and it makes me laugh that I'm so fucking stupid sometimes. Well, Eddie Murphy movies aren't helping you. That's probably it. Fat people love shitting. They dude. do, man. That's all they do. Yeah. All they do is fucking poop and fart. Shitting is like breathing the fat people, man. You ever see a fat person buy toilet paper? <laughs> look, look at you fucking pig. You love shitting. 
retarded. <laughs> My wife hates that about me too. Oh, like, look at that fucking animal. Probably You're gonna fat go shaming. Sh- probably gonna rush home to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Buying a normal like pack of toilet paper. <laughs> Well, of course you are. Look at all that. We're going to do with all that toilet paper. Probably shit. <laughs> God. I think it's just past my bedtime. That's all. It, it is. is, man. <laughs> Listen, we fucking appreciate your dogs listening, man. Uh, if you're not a Patreon, Patreon member, go check it out. Now, we, we did a fucking really awesome episode with Gerben a couple hours ago, and he's one of my favorite people. He's fucking super weird, super smart, super interesting, super funny. So check that out on our Patreon Dad Meat Podcast Patreon. And um, again, we just can't thank you guys enough for sending us such uplifting messages, and hopefully we can do that for you. And um, yeah, man, let us know what you got going on, too. If you guys want to talk about tightening your programs, shit you're working on, fucking contact us and let us know, because we want to know what's going on with you. Anything else you want to add, Tim? Tell your fucking dogs you love them. That's a big one. Later.